0: so this is gonna be an unpopular opinion Mm -hmm. but the fantasy theme is starting to wear down on me really i've been doing fantasy since i was a kid right dungeons and dragons and Mm -hmm. video games and all sorts of media Mm -hmm. and i I don't mind i think it's not really the fantasy theme itself Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely fantasy themed with like campaign style games everybody to two asians one board welcome 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 i'm your host with my co-host darren and rio here all right hi you can find us on instagram at two asians one board it's that simple it's just the name mm-hmm. and you can email us at two asians at gmail.com yeah and feel free to follow and subscribe and uh leave us reviews absolutely Please so too. uh so rio we have four Five-star reviews.
1: Four five-star reviews. I saw that. And one of them, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> Another one, I may actually know who that is. And then two of them, I don't know who those are. Okay, so, so. at least
0: half of them are... We're not put up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's yeah so... Um, Welcome to our podcast. This is our fifth episode. That's right. By the time you hear this, because we record a bit in advance, it will be maybe about a month after release.
1: Sometime in February, probably.
0: Yeah. And at this time of recording, we have had 55 downloads. Woo! Awesome. Now, thank you. You know, in the grand (laughs) sphere of. Podcasting that's not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. but it still amazed me that fifty five people at least tried to listen to what we have to say, which is really cool.
1: yeah. I think it was uh, it was less than it was about half of it like a couple of weeks ago. so
0: yeah, yeah. and uh, big thank you to yeah. all those people listening if you are still listening and yeah. we really appreciate it. Thank um, you so much and we do get new listeners every day which Mm -hmm. is awesome yeah and we actually almost have more listeners than followers on instagram which would be a kind of minor mild milestone i guess yeah
1: that'd be awesome yeah that's really cool to hear
0: uh no comments yet so if you have comments uh please feel free to leave us comments questions Mm -hmm. and reviews we would love to answer questions if people have any yeah and uh, so it's interesting, so we are hosted, uh, our host uh, program gives us a breakdown of where people have been listening, or at least uh, downloading from. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, 60% of people are Canadian, probably uh, family, friends, and other listeners. Yep. Um, the other 30% is from the States, which is cool.
1: America, and yeah. then
0: we have three listeners in Singapore. Oh, which is not my current fellow because she's from Singapore, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and she's not in Singapore right now. So we yeah. have three listeners in Singapore. So shout out to, shout out to listeners.
1: Singapore listeners. I I think I may know. It's it may be my wife's relatives that are oh, in Singapore. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So okay. Thank okay. you for
0: listening. Okay. Yes. Two <laughs> listeners in Japan. Yes. <laughs> and one German listener. Ooh. and uh one listener from the netherlands amazing that's my little sister there there you go <laughs> most of our listeners are on spotify so yeah. thank you for joining us there google mm. chrome and apple podcasts are the other sources yeah. so that's cool i like to that's uh really cool. look yeah. at these statistics every day for some reason mm. yeah, yeah
1: and uh see, see if, if we can have a greater reach in the asia region with the two asian one board yeah like seriously, seriously we need
0: <laughs> yeah, more asian yeah. listeners <laughs> yeah, yeah although it's in english so <laughs> yeah, that, that might that is make true. it more difficult <laughs>
1: perhaps perhaps maybe yeah if you if you want us to do a mandarin version or something like that uh let us know we will probably fail really miser- miserably yeah we'll have to we get your, th- your wife on for that
0: <laughs> So there's an interesting statistic here. They track from December 1st, which is, I guess, the day that we signed up for the hosting, to the mid-December. There was a 5,400% increase. (laughs) 5,400. That sounds monumental. Of course, that's from zero. From zero to 5,400% increase. There you go. We got to take our victories where we get them. That's right.
1: (laughs) That's right. One victory at a time. So thank you. All
0: right. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I have something to confess, Rio. Mm-hmm. So, I've been saying since release that I wasn't going to, to get Nucleum.
1: You have been saying that. I've and- been
0: resisting the hype mm. and the buzz and the bajillion videos. You
1: were justifying with the fact that it was very similar to Brass and you already had Brass. you they didn't want to have something else that was not as good as brass, and
0: yeah, yeah, all of that. And you know, FOMO beat the FOMO beat the fear of hype. Oh,
1: FOMO, yeah. FOMO. The, the the force of FOMO is yeah. very strong.
0: Yeah, and then the <laughs> the scarcity is another factor, right? FOMO, mm. and then a, a loss of ability. It'd be different if you could just go to a store and get it anywhere. yeah, but yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to get now, and yeah. yeah. So I caved. And we'll see. I mean I go I sell it, but
1: yeah, yeah it's case. coming. It's already it's already here. It has to come from somewhere. I can't remember,
0: but so it's okay. not here yet. Not here yet. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm I I saw the game. I have like l- l- uh, looked up some reviews and uh looked at some videos and it does look like a really fun and <laughs>
0: It, yeah, it looks like right up Good my alley, yeah. basically, with, yeah. like, super, like heavy Euro. Mm-hmm. Board and Dice does kind of do these kind of heavy Euros. The designers are well-known for that kind of thing. Yeah. I like brass, so if it's like brass, I mean, I should like it. Um, That's right, so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I think it'll be no problem. Yeah, I think, I think uh, well, but also... I think the demand will be there. In case you don't like it, you need to sell it. Oh, I can easily the sell it. The yeah, yeah. demand will be there. So that's <laughs> Played
0: once. Problem. Basically yeah. new. <laughs> that's kind of the story of my selling life.
1: <laughs> Facebook marketplace, yeah. Yeah, I've been
0: selling a bunch of games to make yeah. space for new games. That's so important. there yeah. are some slots on mm-hmm. the shelf that need to be filled. That is great. Um, yeah. So that's been good. And it's actually surprisingly easy to sell used board games. Yeah. Uh, there's I high think- demand.
1: There's, yeah, there's high demand. There is a market for it today than compared to before. A lot more people are entering into this, like, heavier board gaming hobby. And uh, people are uh, always looking for those games to play. And also, like, they want to expand their, like, there's always room for some more board games. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I tend to generally tend to get the more recent games. And so those are usually ones that are harder to get. Yeah. And so it's pretty easy to sell those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what you been doing, Rio? How are you since the last time we talked?
1: Since the last time we talked, I have been, well, gradually getting back in the rhythm of like working again. Yeah, uh, it's The Christmas, New Year <laughs> break, really, like um, I, I was just setting down to like getting used to not needing to go to my 9-to-5. <laughs> It was amazing and the amount of games I was able to play during that time, and then now coming back to like the normalcy of needing to work and like other event like other obligations in the evenings as well, uh, it ends up being a lot harder to find carve out those times to play board games. and yeah. like like literally during the break, we were playing like two to three games every single day. Um, and in comparison to that right now i'm down to like one or two per week yep again so it's uh it's it's a bit of a harsh change that i i uh yeah i didn't i I didn't think that it would be such a big gap between the two uh seasons so like Yeah. yeah i do i do miss i i do feel like i need to go on vacation again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, with uh, work and then uh, kids' activities, mm. the playtime has definitely dropped to mm-hmm. its pre, pre-holiday pre levels. <laughs> pre-holiday levels, yeah. Yeah, and um, me and my daughter set a goal for 2024. We're going to play through every game we have at least one time. At least once, yeah. And probably end up culling some of them yeah, afterwards. That's but, important, So yeah. we kind of started that this week, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just playing the, some of the games that we got over the holiday that we didn't even get a chance to play. Yeah um so what did you end up playing this week Playing so, games.
1: yeah this week well i i got oros from you last week oh yeah that's right so i ended up uh, playing a solo game of oros actually okay so um the 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 automated mechanism is really simple it, you just flip a card do what the cards say it's very straightforward to do solo uh i invited my wife to play with me uh she declined um, so I was stuck with myself just playing against two Week. Week. automated <laughs> players. but it was a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. Oros is such a like uh, the, um, the, the ease of like kind of occupying the board with many like automated aut- automa players uh, is does make the game very crunchy and fun and also unpredictable in a sense that like the the automa players can move the board a lot easier so so for those that don't know oros is this um game of different uh, demigods uh, that uh, end up moving islands and uh building temples building mountains building temples on top of the uh mountains and then uh you end up gaining victory points uh, by uh, bringing those uh well by, by upping the skills of each of yeah, those basically, it's like actions. plate yeah.
0: tectonics in a in a board game. You have to yeah. move these tiles around, which are land masses, yeah. and smash them together, yeah, and then they cool. form mountains. Mm-hmm. And then once you form a mountain, you can put a temple on top of it. Yeah, and they so have it's to a bit of have your dudes worship there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually since our topic tonight is themes, yeah. it's actually pretty thematic. Actually. It's very
1: thematic. It's like it, and the actions actually make sense to, like and uh, are directly connected to those themes yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the games that I played. Another play game that I. Played i only played two games this week the second one is sky team i literally uh, yes. played it before coming here with my wife any crashes and no crashes yeah so this was uh, our like i guess like already like sixth or seventh time that we've played this um and uh yeah we have only crashed once so far
0: yeah so sky team is a a recent game uh released at the end of last year yeah. it's two player only it's cooperative Mm-hmm. And you have to try and land a plane basically yeah. by controlling for other planes and right. air traffic yeah. and you know how fast you're going. Yeah. But the trick is you're not a, it's, a dice game, it's dice placement game. Dice placement. You're not allowed to talk.
1: You're not allowed to talk the moment you start you the moment you have rolled your dice, you cannot talk yeah. anymore. So before you the, the trick is you want to t- have the strategies in place before you roll the die.
0: You have to set yeah. conventions, conventions about what that, you're expected yeah, to do. Exactly,
1: in case yeah. this happens, or like what yeah. the goal of the next turn is. Uh, so you want to, you need to communicate um, to different air, uh, different aircrafts to, to make sure that you don't crash into them. Uh, you also need to make sure that your uh, brakes are uh, yeah. set, set up, and tires are out, and like there yeah. are other different responsibilities at each. Yeah. Pilot has, but it's a phenomenal two-player game. And it's game.
0: pretty interesting yeah. because that's very unthematic. because you would never try to land a plane in real life without talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes yeah. for it a very interesting game, from what yeah. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another game which is... I mean, there's probably plenty of games with that mechanic where you have to cooperate, but you can't communicate yeah. by voice. Yeah. And there's a game that we have played many times on Board Game Arena, and that's uh, Hanabi.
1: Hanabi, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Where you Fireworks. are, yeah, trying to mm-hmm. basically stack cards in order, yeah. Um, but you don't know what your own cards are, but you can see everyone else's cards, ah. and so, yeah, like you say, you have yeah. to have this this is what you should do in this situation kind of setup, yeah, you need to so that everybody is predictable, yeah, and can confidently choose cards to play or discard. That they know won't get them in trouble. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you kind of meet in the middle, find the find the things that will That's work right. work out together. But yeah, today like there was a tense moment at the very end for the two of us when we felt thought that we might actually lose. We we were uh, playing a particular airport where we needed to have a specific setup for um, uh, I guess like it's it's one of the airports in the IC area, so we needed to have like um essentially snow tires or like snow, like the braking needed to be a level that is usually not the case. Uh Uh, So there was, we we thought that we were done for at the very end, (laughs) uh, but uh, we were able to pull it off with some extra coffee and caffeine that uh, allows you to um, add or subtract one of the numbers from the die.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Well, we've been catching up. Uh, over the holidays, we got Scholars of the South Tigris, yes. which is one yeah. of the uh, latest of the South Tigris trilogy by mm-hmm. Garfield Games and Shem Phillips. Yeah. And uh, there's Wayfarers, there's uh, Scholars, and there's one more coming out uh, soon, I think. Yeah. So. But the- um, this is actually a really... I, I I remember I asked you when I bought it, should I get this or sort of yeah. Wayfarers? Yeah. I'm actually glad, glad I got this. It's actually a really good, very... Um, like i just got really into it
1: nice yeah. and
0: um, i played with my daughter and mm. it is quite thematic in some ways the artwork yeah. is super thematic the artwork is amazing mm. you know you have to you have to hire these translators that you then pay gold to to translate scrolls into from various languages into mm-hmm. arabic and yeah. then you use those scrolls to gain influence with the guilds and mm. then you score points off of that um and uh, the translators eventually retire and they make your action stronger if you oh. were the person who hired them. right um, <laughs> the senior. And then it yeah. has this really interesting action selection mechanic, which is super crunchy. You have mm-hmm. to pick from a hand of cards and everyone's hand of cards is the same. but the cards basically allow you to place dice. yeah, but the cards themselves have a bonus that you get when you rest. Oh. And the order that you place the cards on your board matters because that's the order you do the rest actions. Huh. So not you can't just put any old card anywhere. You have to think about turns down the line when you take a rest action and how uh. these things might cascade or pay yeah. for the next action. Right. And then on top of that, you have to place dice to mm-hmm. power your action. Yeah. And then you also have to think of the color of the dice because for some of the actions, it's the color that matters and not the numbers.
1: Oh, And okay. so to yeah. get
0: the colors you want, though, yeah. you can color the dice with colored dice oh. or with workers like meatballs. You mm-hmm. can also change the color of the dice. Interesting. And there's, so there's yeah. color mixing, too. Yeah. Now, that none of that is thematic to the actual game, yeah. but it's actually an interesting combination of dice manipulation mechanics which right. makes the game yeah. quite crunchy right
1: because um, it's like oftentimes dice games tend to be just number focused rather than yeah, yeah. color on top of that it, it does add an, another dimension to it i guess yeah. yeah so
0: it turns out that actually you can pretty much a lot of times do what you want but yeah. sometimes it's just super annoying because you just can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and those are the times where are like oh my god i just can't get this yeah. done yeah no matter the combination of this or this or this so, so it's actually yeah. quite a good game and we'll play with you for sure i think you yes. enjoy it absolutely um, yeah i would love to the other game we got recently and played is raising robots yeah. which is a new kind of um engine building card tableau um game which is quite similar in principle to wingspan so you're Mm. building a tableau of robots the robots give you extra actions that you can activate when you use their kind of section of the board Mm -hmm. and um and that's probably where the similarities end though to wingspan to be honest Uh, the artwork is amazing all these robots with their funny names is really really (laughs) cool and then there's this interesting action where you um the, our action selection in Wingspan is you just pick what you want to do and you do it. Yeah. Whereas in this game, you actually pick what you want to do, but you may be able to do other things depending on what other people pick. Mm-hmm. And so you actually can end up, I think, in a, in a larger number of players, you would actually end up doing most of the actions every single turn. Mm. It's simultaneous play, and then you get this interesting mechanic where you can uh, upgrade your actions mm-hmm. and upgrade your robots mm-hmm. but just by moving these little tokens around. Um, so it for people who are not thinking of picking it up because it's too much like Wingspan, it's actually yeah. well worth picking up and yeah. to own with Wingspan. Um, okay. Hmm. And yeah, so you know a lot has been made that is like Wingspan, you know, blah blah blah. But yeah. I think you can easily have both games.
1: Okay, yeah. that's that's what uh, I was watching a video about Wormspan, uh, which is the sequel to Wingspan, yeah. and uh, uh, Jamie basically said it is very worth having both wormspan and wingspan as well, but we'll see we'll see about that whether or not that would yeah. be the case <laughs> or not for that. Yeah. Yeah. But good to good to hear that raising robots is not too similar to Wingspan. Yeah. Yeah
0: and then we started we played a game of Kanban Eevee Kanban Eevee my daughter's favorite Lacerda game Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite for sure it's just so smooth and logical and it really is we can play it very quickly we can play it in like an hour and a half Mm. like a couple of hours yeah uh, the Sandra mechanic where she goes around punishing you for not training enough. I just yeah. actually love that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think so there's a variation where she can be um, the mean and bonuses the, instead yeah, the of nice Yeah. And so we thought that that would be a nicer way to play. But actually, the penalty way is way better. Right. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, it was a great game. I, I won quite convincingly because I just stacked the... Black cars, which are worth the most at the end, even yeah. if you don't have any upgrades on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was a it was a great game. A Kanban such a great game.
1: And, I do find uh, that Kanban Evie may be like the smoothest, like easiest, most straightforward the game that like I've played so far. Like it it's mechanically it's just so like so straightforward in comparison to yeah. the other. There doesn't ones? seem to yeah. be
0: any kind of weird. Rules, just yeah. because if that rule wasn't there, like the the game would be broken or yeah. something. Like yeah, exactly. it just seems like everything flows very nicely. It flows very nice.
1: Yeah, it it just like goes very yeah. smoothly, and yeah. uh, it's it's just about and everyone kind of who like even when you are not, even if when you don't win. The game it still feel it ha- is a good experience because yeah. all of all in all like you're producing cars and you're, actually like it yeah.
0: seems like it actually has the least amount of analysis paralysis too because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like well i need to do that so then i need to do that yeah <laughs> and actually the super yeah. crunchy part of the game is the worker placement yeah mm-hmm. especially when there's more players but yeah. like trying to figure out the order to do your actions yeah whether you want to definitely do the action first but do it less number of times mm, versus because yeah. someone could pip you by doing the action first yeah what you want to do the next turn and where other people are going to end up because they might get to select that action first and yeah. then keeping sandra yeah uh, in, in the mind yeah. as she wanders yeah. around penalizing people yeah. oh, action <laughs> selection is actually where that game really shines
1: right yeah that makes uh, sense which which makes it like Yeah, the the fact that the actions themselves are very straightforward. Yeah. Now, in most of
0: Vital's games, there is an action selection choice to be made because you often have to pay extra money or resource to go where somebody else is or gets blocked or whatever. Yeah. But this just actually, I think this is his best action selection mechanic Mm. because it's so Mm -hmm. ah, it's so tricksy. Yeah. Um, Yeah and yeah and it's not just about paying a resource you yeah know, where you can you can just overcome it just so you have one resource and you can overcome the restriction right yeah that's yeah, true yeah. yeah okay cool so this week's topic is mm-hmm. themes themes and this is going to be a super fun topic um because i love a good theme mm-hmm. in a board game yeah and so uh we're going to get into themes in board games what what are they why do you need themes or Mm -hmm. don't need themes Mm -hmm. and you know our favorite kinds of themes our most unliked kinds of themes what games that we played we think are very thematic Mm -hmm. and which ones aren't but maybe it matters maybe it doesn't i don't know so Mm -hmm. we're gonna get into that discussion after the break yeah so we'll be right back yeah we'll be back we are back we're back hello hello and tonight we are talking about theme mm-hmm. and um okay so what do we mean by like theme in a board game do you have a good definition real? i don't know if i have a definition theme
1: yeah if you if you de- define i think uh in high school i learned <laughs> what the <laughs> definition of themes are Should um, open the webster yeah. <laughs> yeah essentially it's it's like what the what kind of story the board game is telling, right? Like the the kind of the context it's in, and uh, what, yeah, what well, what exactly it's the uh, in a, in a book the theme is kind of the the message the main um, is it the message or is it like the yeah like what, what the atmosphere the, the setting the scene and I think you yeah.
0: you had it right in the beginning. It's like yeah. the story of the game, yeah. Right? And actually, mm-hmm. a lot of board games will come with a little paragraph or a blurb or a page or more or a whole booklet the, <laughs> of storytelling. Yeah, setting up the yeah. background of what the game is about mm, yeah it's like a tv show right like yeah. your tv show is you know star trek so it's about mm-hmm. the ship that goes around right yeah. it's not just a bunch of people walking around on a set uh-huh right yeah. so there's so that's basically a theme i think yeah uh, I, I think so know, yeah there's any more formal definition but um, and so some games, a lot of games have themes, mm-hmm. and some games don't have themes. And mm. I think most people would call those games uh, abstract games. Yeah, abstract Where games. Well, actually, there may be a theme, but that the mechanics of the game don't necessarily have anything to do with the theme. The mm-hmm. theme is just like a skin. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just how they design like the pieces and the yeah. parts. But yeah. made the game itself doesn't play like, anything to do with the theme? Well, I know a very,
1: very thematic abstract game that I am a big fan of. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, like, a more
0: thematic game or would be a game where what you do in the game Mm -hmm. and what you can do and can't do is in fitting with the theme of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, um,
1: yeah. So, like, do you think it's important? I find theme to be, like... Personally, it's one of the most important things that I seek out for in board game selections. Like I, I uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the fact that we're like, or uh, un- unless it's just just a game to play, like just doing doing something that the mechanics are so good that it like there is no other game that replaces that game. Then perhaps I will play it. But if the theme like if there are two board games one board game with the theme and good mechanics another one with great mechanics but not a good theme i would more be more inclined to take the one with the theme with just good mechanics over the one that has quote-unquote great ones you
0: feel like it adds to your enjoyment of the game
1: i would say so yeah 100 percent. i think i find that theme is what i like before i buy a game as well i want to know the theme know the story first before I yeah. fully commit to it or give it a
0: shot, even. I would say yeah. like you might not even look at how a game plays if you don't if you're t- totally against the theme of it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think that it can go that far mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. often does. I'm, I'm yeah. like you. I think theme is super important. I think is one of the enjoyable aspects of board gaming. Like yeah. otherwise we could all just checkers or yeah. <laughs> poker, you know, like
1: that's right. You know, and I'm or, I'm not against checkers or pokers yeah, either. <laughs> but those are like just yeah. games
0: that have mechanics and no theme. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. I think part of board gaming and the whole point of having a board and mechanics and a box and you know all these things and artwork is for the theme. Yeah. Um. And like you, I like I I will play a game that maybe is not that strong a game mechanically, but. You feel like it's like it's really thematic. Yeah, that's and have right. Some, yeah. We have examples of these kind of things later, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I would say it is important. Yeah. And like you said, I think you uh, a lot of people pick and choose what games they buy based on theme. That's right. Some yeah. people mm-hmm. may not buy multiple games of the same theme, even if they're both good games.
1: Yeah, that's um, uh, I, I have done exactly that for <laughs> a winemaking game, although it's uh they're quite different games i I, you know i know you have both of them Vinos and viticulture and i'm sure there are other winemaking games out there yeah um but uh yeah like uh uh it's i think it's it's also a matter of um just preference in that sense like some people want to like go all in on a single theme and get everything in that theme genre i guess um whereas myself i tend to try to spread myself Thin and white, <laughs> in the sense of like trying yeah. to. So have some people be like they like... hate
0: fantasy. Yeah. So they'll never buy a, a game which is themed around like yeah. fantasy, you know, dragons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some people hate space. Right. They yeah. can't stand yeah. playing space games, uh, and so they'll yeah. avoid space games. You yeah.
1: Know? One bad experience of terraforming Mars and they're sure. Like, okay, Mars yeah. games. Some gone. people <laughs> be like, I don't want to play anything that says like has to do with yeah. Mars, right? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, to be honest, before I, I used to think I would never need another game based on Mars
1: that's right yeah Mars
0: yeah then I'm like oh on Mars well that's a great game mm-hmm, um and yeah. so same with viticulture and Vinos, yeah. right I was like well You're these like, are wine actually game very Yeah. different and <laughs> yeah. um but uh, they're both themed on wine so that's right yeah yeah so I think um so I think actually that having a strong theme mm-hmm. and for the game to match theme to mechanics is actually more important in, a, in heavier games.
1: Heavier games, definitely. Yeah.
0: Because you need something to get you through the grind mm-hmm. of playing a heavier game. Otherwise, yeah. it just feels like you're constantly just doing math. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just like figuring out how to do things for, for doing its sake. Yeah. Whereas the theme helps you get past that. That's the Theme right. also yeah. might help you overlook... Some mechanics that don't make any sense mm-hmm. or rules that don't make too much sense. Mm-hmm. The, the, you just can get into the theme. You'd be like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think actually, theme having a good theme is even more important. The heavier the game gets.
1: That's yeah. That makes sense because uh, like the heavier the game is, the more hours you're spending playing the game, and also like the more like complex decisions are usually involved in the heavier games as well. So yeah. definitely, once the theme goes with it, and once those are uh, married to one another like you like all the actions actually start making sense and they're logical according to the theme
0: and sometimes yeah. it makes the game easier to play exactly
1: yeah because then you, is, yeah.
0: you you remember how to do it because it's like well this is what you would do yeah um i think all obviously it's important how the game looks yeah. you know if the game has a theme it has to look like the theme yeah and sometimes the games succeed at that mm-hmm. and are really nice yeah sometimes they, they you feel disappointed because yeah. some of the components or whatever don't quite live up to the theme. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you're kind of personally invested in the theme in some way. Mm-hmm. So it can be a hit or miss yeah. uh, in terms of components and things. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. would say so, yeah. Um, so, you know, we already talked about some of the things we like and don't like. So let's go through it. So what kind of themes do you like?
1: I So I am personally a fan of like the fantasy spirit spirity themedness like nature and like spirit stuff like well one of the examples of course is spirit Island that I have been speaking about over and over again. Everdale I don't own. I would love to own, <laughs> and I think it is something like the the forestiness and like the different like little meeples and spirits and like the the fact that it's like two three floors, uh, which is really cool. You literally build a tree in front of you. um Yeah, Septima I think is kind of like a fantasy spirity theme. witchy theme. Yeah, like that kind of like the well, I'm I'm from Japan myself. I love Ghibli movies. I watched like yeah. growing up. Like I, I, just watched every single. Ghibli well, I was going to ask you: Do you think movies? your yeah.
0: like of the spirit theme is cultural? For it's you? very
1: cultural, yeah, definitely. So Bitoku, although I've not played it, I just want to. You want? Yeah, I, I want to get it because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like so. It's it's like um, Princess Mononoke in on a board game, and it's it's just so beautiful to look at, and uh, the whole like it just brings me back to my childhood almost. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so uh that's interesting because obviously yeah what you like and don't like will be based on your your culture where you live you know how you were raised what kind of stuff you watched or Mm -hmm. did when you were a kid i mean those kind of things will influence these things definitely yeah yeah what what other themes do you like
1: what other things i i like um yeah so deduction like detective worky theme of like Sherlock holmes actually is like one of the board games that we got relatively recently um and uh, just uh it's just detective work so uh the the theme of be becoming like feeling like you are you have become a detective yourself um so unlock is another like um i guess escape roomy uh board game so just yeah. Yeah, the the theme of becoming the one investigating crimes or exit is probably another one. Um, but Sherlock Holmes by itself, I think some people can literally own just the Sherlock Holmes board game series and call it a day for their board games because it's so there are so many variations of it, and like you like as long as you get new ones, it never gets old because yeah. you you just get keep on solving new new cases. Yeah. So that's it's it's something that i do enjoy quite a bit um because yeah. it's yeah it like who who doesn't want to be a detective right it's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> unless you are already are and you're like oh, i don't want to it's just like work, <laughs> just like work.
0: <laughs> yeah so like i really like games that have um that i can learn something historical mm. and i don't mean like historical wargaming um, yeah no not, wargaming? not that but i mean like <laughs> Um, games that have some kind of historical thematic interest. So I'll name a bunch of examples. So yeah. Lisboa yeah. by Vital mm-hmm. I love the theme, not mm-hmm. only because it looks like you're in Portugal, but because of... The- learning to play that game you can learn about what happened to Lisbon in mm-hmm. 1755 the earthquake and rebuilding and the game itself was very thematic yeah. so yeah. that's like an example Barcelona mm-hmm. learning about how the whole Eixample area of Barcelona was came to be in its yeah. modern form mm. playing it through a board game basically yeah um i mean barcelona is a great example of a game that is super thematic Hmm. but actually the game itself probably not that great (laughs) but but just playing it is super fun because you're literally building barcelona in front of you and at the end the board looks like barcelona it's complete
1: it's beautiful yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so um that's a game that i will play even Mm -hmm. though it's not the best game but Mm -hmm. just because it looks so cool yeah um Kutnahora is one we got recently. Again, Mm. learning about the silver rush in the Czech Republic. That was very interesting. Um, Marrakesh, learning about the uh, big market uh, there and what people, uh, the historical basis behind that. Mm. Um, And uh, anything. Japanese yeah I love the Japanese theme (laughs) yeah Uh, mostly like feudal and samurai era Mm -hmm. type Japanese themes but any kind of Japanese theme works for me yeah something interesting that I've
1: realized kind of seeing and playing some of those Japanese themed games is that a lot of them are not designed by Japanese people no
0: (laughs) no no, no. (laughs) they're not there's usually one Japanese person in the design yeah
1: yeah exactly one person that was like just fact checking making sure that things were in yeah. line with actual japanese cultural yeah. like appropriateness i guess
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know what that says uh, about that but, uh, but. Uh, the other theme i really love mm. is ancient rome mm. Mm. i've always been into the romans since i learned about them in history in school of course yeah um yeah. and so if it's a cool game about ancient rome like I, I'm in. I'm in, and
1: that's why you bought the game, the Foundations of the Rome foundations game. The Foundations of I can Rome. Literally build
0: Rome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so cool.
1: Yeah, it's the largest box that you, or yeah. one of the largest, larger ones that you have <laughs> yeah, in the
0: collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like things. Um, yeah, and and then I think I'm pretty open. Otherwise, like theme wise, mm-hmm. if a theme, if the game. Can uh, the more thematic it is, the more likely it is that I will enjoy the theme, regardless yeah. of what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do like science and science, space yeah. themes. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like you could get burnt out on space themes.
1: Space <laughs> themes, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I mean, we spoke about this earlier this week about voidful. Whether or not, oh, yeah. like when, like who who would get it? Will we get it?
0: <laughs> it's Ep- epic kind of <laughs> space
1: opera type game, most epic yeah. looking space game that is, of course, uh, again illustrated by Ian O'Toole. And for whatever yeah. reason,
0: you can only make those kind of epic games if they were space themed. <laughs> it, it's true. It needs to You could to just be... use your imagination, do whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no like. It's not as you're not as restricted by yeah. by the realities and the things that.
0: I'm generally also just drawn to themes that I haven't encountered before. So you mm-hmm. said Septima, that's a great example. I never really encountered the witch theme before. And yeah. that game itself, the art and everything is so it even mm. comes with a Spotify soundtrack <laughs> to play while you're playing it. Like
1: That's right. Set the mood. That's amazing. That's you amazing. Got to set the mood.
0: Um, and yeah. then like CO two by Vital again, mm. the whole theme of global warming mm. and building green energy plants. And I'm gonna say it wingspan, when it yeah. first came out, mm. probably one of the big reasons people got into it and maybe one birds. of the big reasons people yeah. avoided it yeah. was the bird theme oh yeah mm-hmm. um and so you know and, and that has some of the greatest thematic card abilities mm-hmm. in that game you yeah know, like the bird when you lay eggs you have to put it on some other bird yeah because in real yeah. life that bird would lay its eggs in other birds nests so, right yeah like, that's like a great thematic little touch
1: yeah that's true and like the the different predators eating birds like of certain sizes like or yeah just just all the the little facts the tiny uh notes at the very bottom in wingspan is so fun to yeah you're learning facts you about like take new the birds time
0: to actually read all the cards yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no that's yeah.
1: true it's been uh, such a phenomenal game
0: um, so what yeah. kind of themes don't you like and i'm going to preface this by saying that it may be hard to separate that you don't like a theme yeah. from you don't like how the game plays. Right. Like in the context of a game. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes if the game sucks, then maybe that turns you off the theme. Right.
1: Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm still, I'm, I still, the in the notes here, I wrote, haven't played enough to have a specific truly dislike theme per se. Um, which probably is true to some extent, but what I am always um, like, uh, what what I don't necessarily like, well, what I'm not drawn towards is one of the, the those games that. Uh, what what was the game that you were selling recently? The Flame Craft one, the the dragon like Flamecraft, yeah. Oh, it's called Flame Craft. The dragons in yeah, the town. Yeah, I I didn't dig the art. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that like cutesy like. Any cutesy game, the moment it's too cute, I'm like, I'm turned off by the the art style, I guess, to some extent. That's
0: interesting coming from a Japanese guy. I know, I know. Japanese <laughs> you are so into cute.
1: It is really into cute, and I want to keep the cute on, like, in anime screens and anime. <laughs> like, I, I um, I'm sure some people or a lot of people are probably into the whole like One Piece card game nowadays like lately it, it has kind of picked up the popular popularity in a sense and of course there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card game and there's like different card games that like exists but i feel like once you yeah making that into a board game just just it doesn't sit well with me almost yeah yeah
0: yeah i uh, as always i always <laughs> have more <laughs> negatives than positives yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i say about me but <laughs> Um, I don't like racing games
1: so i so how have you played many racing games though
0: so um we used to have a game called rally man yeah which was about racing around the track mm-hmm. and you had to roll dice mm-hmm. and put your dice down in a particular order that was represent you like shifting gears right and that would determine how fast far you moved and then you know if you took a corner too fast you would spin out and it was kind of your typical racing game type mechanics and that just didn't miss so i'm not sure if i don't like the theme or if i don't like that the mechanics of racing games are always kind of similar yeah i apparently heat Heat, pedal to the metal is super hot and i see it everywhere but i just can't bring myself to get it because i (laughs) don't like the racing theme
1: yeah yeah, no, I can I can see that. Uh, I I tried to actually um, try uh, the the I went through like a uh, explanation of how to play heat pedal to metal to the metal um, on board game arena, and it seemed like it you had more control. There was a lot more like people that like formula 1 i think will have a blast playing heat yeah uh, cuz it's you you feel like you're in a board game setting you feel like a driver and like you're kind of setting up certain cards certain things to to be able to be the first yeah. one to move forward maybe but
0: maybe if you end up yeah. getting it i'll obviously play it, i am a uh, fan
1: of formula one i do i do watch the highlights every <laughs> every week or so whenever it's out
0: but, so this yeah. is going to be an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. but the fantasy theme is starting to wear down on me really i've been doing oh. fantasy since i was a kid right yeah. dungeons and dragons and mm-hmm. video games and yeah. all sorts of media mm-hmm. and I, I don't mind i think it's not really the fantasy theme itself mm-hmm. is, is definitely fantasy themed with like campaign style games mm. uh, there's only so many different ways you can make fantasy themed campaign and not seem like every other fantasy themed campaign we've yeah. all been doing for the last 40 years yeah so yeah. i think that kind of combo theme mm. and mechanic is kind of wearing mm. on me Mm-hmm. and i gotta say it's the same with nature theme
1: nature theme as well eh? yeah yeah well, well, you've well, learned Japan, enough about birds and <laughs>
0: earth and dog park and mycelia yeah. and mm. uh, you know while they're all beautiful and so much learning involved in playing these games yeah just about our world and stuff yeah that theme is starting to wear on me mm. like nature themed mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was uh when i was at 401 i was looking at amazonia mm-hmm. and i'm like ah, oh, i don't think i take another game about nature uh right now
1: (laughs) well i'm like undergrove is something that i am still expecting this year and so that i I think well so i did put it in the like theme areas but uh this is more my wife's liking more so than my like i i wouldn't jump onto a mushroom game (laughs) or uh nature themed things like i'm like I, i i tend to kind of the the first thing that I would jump onto like would definitely be the more like socioeconomic and political things would be what I like more. And yeah, the nature theme I can see like because there are the, the we were talking about earlier, like how we like you don't wanna necessarily have too many of the same themed games. And nature theme is so vast and it's broad It's getting very and, wide and
0: popular. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you can have so many of the nature themed games without even noticing yeah. that you're you can collecting like, okay them. here
0: let's play birds and then next time you here let's play dogs and then yeah. let's play cats let's play mushrooms and that's yeah. right yeah. Yeah, yeah i love cats <laughs> yeah i don't like pirates and smuggling type smuggling and stuff. pirates yeah oh um and, and yeah along similar veins but maybe mm-hmm. more modern um like crime mm. and heisty type games although we yeah. do have escape plan yeah um and, uh, which, which I do like, but in general, I don't like crime solving crime heisty mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. themed games. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Um, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I think the other thing that I tend to stay away from mm-hmm. is IP based. IP based. What's the IP? Where the IP, theme is yeah. the IP. So yeah. IP standing for intellectual property. So yeah. oh, Marvel, okay. yeah. Disney video game based Mm -hmm. games yeah um and i i don't know maybe it's just because i feel like the original media for those themes is the best form that's Mm -hmm. why they came out that way right and playing it in a board game doesn't necessarily recreate that experience of watching it on the screen or playing the video game Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe it's again more to do with mechanics than theme but also, some of those themes are just very oversaturated, like That's Marvel stuff. Yeah, right? Marvel Everybody's stuff. Everybody's got a bit of Marvel fatigue <laughs> right now. Um, yeah.
1: Villains and all the Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And and
0: games. I don't know, maybe and maybe this is a controversial statement that mm-hmm. some of it is because those games tend not to be super great. <laughs> they because they're just to, banking on IP to sell. Yeah.
1: A lot of um like the Star Wars themey ones, I yeah, hear like, like there are yeah.
0: obviously exceptions. Yeah. Don't, there are exceptions. Don't, there are don't good shoot ones me for that, but Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can't get past the theme.
1: You right? do you do like Dune Imperium though.
0: I do like Dune Imperium. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know, I feel like you could easily reskin that to anything.
1: That is true. Like it it is like they they just happen to be yeah. skinning it with actually the shares a lot yeah. of
0: mechanics with even like something like clank because mm-hmm. it's the same designer um, right so right, right, right. I, I don't know mm-hmm. yeah those are kind of my big dislikes yeah
1: i think yeah. one of the dislike although i haven't played it myself is war themed games i think there is something like in me that like i i own risk it's just been sitting there for a long time uh, i've been I eye- I was eyeing twilight struggle for a little bit uh-uh. then spoke to the wife she said no uh no war between the two of no us <laughs> <laughs> can be the US and Russia like and try to like it would it would just so sour sour the night a little bit is what um yeah what we've kind of come to come to agree upon at this point so oh. i don't know do you own any war themed war kind of games well
0: i mean i used to play warhammer but of course <laughs> um, like in terms of like yeah. actual human like conflict
1: world war Two,
0: or like yeah. i don't think mm-hmm. we own any such themed games mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think economic war would be the most thing like brass yeah or, uh, yeah yeah you know yeah um one more theme that I think everybody maybe doesn't like anymore mm-hmm. in general and that's mm-hmm. zombie theme.
1: Zombie. God, that wore,
0: that is worn really thin. Zombie theme. Remember when every <laughs> single show on TV was zombie themes, zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is really worn out on me. So I'm not looking at anything with zombies. I've
1: only played one zombie themed game which is Death of Winter, Death of Winter. Which I did enjoy playing, but also that was the one and only like it was the singular zombie game that I have played. Yeah. So I'm sure like yeah, I, I don't think I would want to play more than that single yeah. one as well. Yeah. Uh but I can see yeah, I can see zombie games going growing old very quickly
0: for sure. So let's talk a little bit about abstract games. So yeah. we, we use the term to describe games where there's there's a theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the things you do in the game maybe maybe or maybe not don't fit too much with the theme itself right yeah uh, so let's talk about a very popular game mm-hmm. called azul azul, so yeah. azul mm-hmm. is a super popular game yeah. where you take these little colored patterned tiles and you basically want to collect them and put them into rows and columns mm-hmm. uh to make uh, just uh, to score points yeah and um it's a great game i'm not mm-hmm. saying azul is a bad game it's a yeah. super good game and actually, come to appreciate it more recently because usually I didn't like playing it because I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the theme of it is that it's like you're supposed to be collecting tiles mm-hmm. and like like I guess ceramic tiles and yeah. building like a mosaic on yeah. the board. Yeah. When in fact, doesn't really end up looking anything like a mosaic because it's all <laughs> different stuff. But yeah. so that's kind of a game where there's a little bit of thematic tie, yeah. but really it's just an abstract game of set collection and tile placement,
1: right? Well, one that I can th- an abstract game with a really strong theme uh, that I can think of is Onitama uh-huh. uh, that uh, is one of the first games that I've owned that um, like I after after getting into the hobby. And it's basically like chess, but with a twist to it where you have different uh, cards that uh, you draw um, of different like animals the with the diff- each piece is having those different movements because of those uh, cards that you end up drawing um but also at the same time like and the the whole idea and concept behind it is that like there like there's the kung fu master and then there are the four disciples of that master and then you're essentially trying to get the opponent uh, the other like family clans kung fu like the the master like take take that over or take over their castle essentially um so it's i, I do i do find that um yeah for for that one in particular like it, it is relatively more like thematic to some extent um but yeah like i i'm I can't think yeah i can't think of many uh well y- I I guess I can't think of many uh, board games that like the abstract ones that I like hate or like that I'm not the biggest fan of.
0: So I'm going to give you a game that I think actually is an abstract game. Yeah. Controversial opinion, Mm. but is not sold as an abstract game. And that's Isle of Cats. Oh. So I think Mm. actually it's themed as you are going to rescue a bunch of cats. Mm. But actually it's just an abstract game of Uh, polyomino drafting and Mm. placement yeah that's it and then (laughs) it happens that the tiles look like cats they have cats drawn on them
1: right yeah
0: it could you could literally just erase the art Mm -hmm. and play the same game yeah and I don't know I don't want to offend anyone out there, but probably have the same play experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like an example. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to compare two trick-taking games yeah. mm-hmm. that one has strong theme and one it doesn't. So yeah. one is The Crew, which yeah. is a very popular game. We mm. have spent so many hours playing The Crew on Board Game Arena. Oh. But The yeah. Crew is a trick-taking game, and yeah. they give you these tasks to perform. Mm. That basically, you have to, you know, this person needs to win this many tricks versus this many tricks or whatever. So it's just a basic trick taking game with tasks, but there's like a story behind it and Mm -hmm. it's underwater themed or whatever. But really, that has nothing to do with it's just a trick taking game where you have to perform tasks. Yeah. Versus Cat in the Box. Cat in the Box. Which is a trick taking game, Mm -hmm. but thematically, you know the the theme behind cat in a box is this thing called schrodinger's cat where mm-hmm. a cat in a box with some yeah. poison is either dead or alive it's yeah. both until you look until you and look so this it, yeah. card that you play mm-hmm. can be any is any suit until you choose until mm-hmm. you play it yeah and then you and then like the paradox thing is just like a you know you can't play a card so yeah. they, they give that name paradox but the actual theme of dictating the color of the card when you play it is kind of thematic yeah uh so it's like a couple of very similar game trick-taking games that thematically are very different yeah um yeah
1: Hmm. yeah no that's true and i think yeah i I love cats i think adds the that's the whole like end game objective part that makes it a little bit more
0: Yeah, but even that is just like, well, you have to make sure you get certain tiles next to certain other tiles. Right. (laughs) Um, That's true, yeah. And that's fine. I'm not Mm. saying it's a bad game, but I I would argue that's actually more of an abstract Mm. game than a super thematic game. Right, right, right. Um, So what are some of the most thematic games that you've played?
1: So... I was yeah i was going through the the my my shelf of games and looking at uh the games that i've played and uh, i think one of the most thematic ones that i have like that i i'm not even that big of a fan of at this point in time is clinic um uh-huh. so it's literally a game of um each player being a clinic manager. Uh, You're building your clinic up uh, with like the hospital uh, staff. So you need to hire uh, nurses, hire anesthesiologists, physicians, and also just like setting up all the facilities and rooms and making sure that uh, you have parking available. Um, And it's like it's essentially like a worker placement slash calculating like how Um, yeah how how you manage the space Uh, and uh, it's it's a very mathy like game at the very end you need to very much be counting the tiles the the patients that you admit in the sicker they are the more money you end up making which is kind of true to the real world as well Um, the sicker you are the more money you're willing to pay to get uh, the the, especially in the U.S. I guess um, uh, healthcare system where things are privatized yeah. um but yeah it, it is a very i would say it, it's one of the most thematic games that i've i've played myself and i yeah. i enjoy it very much it's it's a it's a really like although i although like the mechanism i don't like as much but the theme i i very much enjoy
0: yeah yeah I'm going to go out on a limb and say most yeah. of Vitalisert's games are quite thematic.
1: I would say so, yeah. <laughs>
0: the, the theme and the mechanics do mesh quite mm. well. Some yeah. of his games are more thematic than others. Yeah. I think the most ones are like Lisboa, mm-hmm. CO2, CO2. Um, mm. and um, Kanban, EV or... Kanban yeah. Escape Plan. I mean, like yeah. the, the, he designs games to be that way. Yeah. The, yeah. the basis of the game is the theme yeah um and so yeah if you want good hardcore heavy thematic games like you mm-hmm. can you can stop with Lacerda's games so we won't spend too much time the Lacerda's games one of the most thematic games that I've ever played is a game called Obsession
1: Obsession and yeah this mm-hmm.
0: is a game by uh Kayenta Games mm-hmm. uh Dan Halligan and it is a based in victorian england Mm -hmm. and the theme is that you're in victorian england you're a like down and out uh family who has a bit of an estate and you're trying to build your reputation amongst the the well-to-do of derbyshire society in england (laughs) and and you it is dripping with theme how the cards look the faded Mm -hmm. artwork the pictures of like Old school, like, black and white pictures of the people. Mm. The fact that if you invite an American, a rude, brash American heiress to your party, you're going to lose reputation, but you're going to get a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And just everything about how the game plays you have to run these social events where you invite if you invite the right guests you're going to get the right the best bonuses mm-hmm. it's so thematic and i remember we were playing at your house that one time yeah. and we put downton abbey theme <laughs> music on in the yes, background we did, yeah <laughs> it's hard to play this game without starting to break out a really crappy british accent it really is <laughs> yeah yeah it
1: did it, it did feel like we we needed to start like becoming more poshy uh, like i yeah. i should have i should have taken a out some a cup of tea like with a big like pot you maybe. could literally
0: yeah. get into full victorian dress 100 play this game and not yeah. feel weird mm-hmm. and so yeah. i would say that's one of the most thematic games i've ever played is mm-hmm. obsession
1: yeah love that game yeah it's a good
0: game um i already talked about barcelona but yeah. so this is a game where you ha- it basically building the a chample sector of barcelona which mm-hmm. in that in those days this this Architect wanted to be built one way, but then you had all these modern art influences that wanted to be built another way. Mm. And so as you put your buildings down into this onto the board, if you build it like the original guy, you get victory points this way but if yeah. you build it like the other guys you get victory points this other way and mm. so trying to balance the two out yeah. is like super thematic because that was the struggle at the time right um yeah. and actually it's uh, other than the weird streetcar mechanic is actually a super thematic game mm-hmm. uh, and it looks great too
1: yeah yeah it's it's beautiful at the end like once yeah. once everything is said and done yeah and
0: i think a shared experience we've had that yeah. we 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 can maybe finish our conversation about theme on is a game hegemony.
1: Hegemony, yeah. It's the like it's definitely one of the most thematic games I've ever played. It's like so yeah. well divided with the working class, the so it's like uh like,
0: yeah. I don't even know how to describe it, like a political, economic yeah. Um asymmetrical game where you're playing a class so you're either the government you're the capitalist class or like the rich people I guess Mm -hmm. you're the middle class or you're the working class Mm -hmm. and you are in this just like in real life a constant struggle to better yourself yeah (laughs) often at the expense of everyone else kind of like Mm -hmm western society mm. and and you're the government and if you're the government you're just trying to please everybody yeah mm-hmm. and so there's this constant push pull of give and take with various other players mm-hmm. you're all after your own agenda so everybody's completely different mm-hmm. um and there's like voting and there's you know fiscal policy and immigration policy and i know <laughs> you hear this and you're like oh my god that sounds like a horrible game yeah but actually the theme really makes it it
1: makes it good yeah it comes through it speaks through all the yeah like the mechanism like you you the game
0: mechanics are so thematic it's down to how you vote yeah and the Mm -hmm. fact that if you give this vote you might have a better chance of winning the next vote Mm because you kind of saved your influence yeah and i mean it is it's so thematic that you actually almost the rule book is huge yeah but you almost don't even need to read it right because it's like what you're doing kind of just makes real life sense Yeah, you have some kind of life experience
1: especially so here in Canada there have been many or in the US as well I guess uh, there have been a lot of strikes recently and the working class in this game can literally go on strike and the middle class the capitalists And like the middle class people like need to make sure that they keep on like keep the working class happy so that they won't go on strike. And
0: you don't have to read the rule book about what happens. Literally you go on strike so that company doesn't produce anything but you don't get paid. (laughs) Just like real life. (laughs) Just like real life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's it's really uh, such a great game thematically and it's a game where, you know, normally if you're playing a heavy game, Mm -hmm. it's it's kinda silent. Yeah. Everyone's thinking. What's yeah. the next move? What's my move? But this game was full of like was banter and talk and like, and why did you vote that way? You know, like right. it was yeah. so, and like before you knew it, it was like four hours and we were it like was
1: four and a half yeah. hours later, we were finishing like, wow. the game and we we're like, oh, like that felt like, yeah, about an hour or so. Like it just felt very quick.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was such a, and that, that's, that's speaks for how well the theme and the mechanics worked well together and were fused together. Yeah. Uh, so, time really passed by, skipped by during that time. Yeah. Such a fun game. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think that wraps up our discussion about yeah. theme, mm-hmm. board game themes. And I oh, uh, hope things. you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do leave us uh, comments and feedback um, on the various platforms where you can watch. Give us Be some soon. reviews. Yeah. Send us some emails to Asians, one board at pod, uh, gmail.com. Yeah we're on instagram at two agents one board follow us there we're mm-hmm. posting stuff actually all the time pretty much every time we do something yeah. to do with a board every <laughs> is
1: every every other day basically yeah. yeah
0: yeah and subscribe and follow thank you very much for listening we really appreciate it yeah thanks so much and uh see everybody next time
1: yeah see you in the next one